0: Hello and welcome to the Gavin Few Rangers Podcast. My name is Colin McNuff and as always I'll be your host for this evening. Joining me today to discuss all things Rangers, Um, including a a new appointed manager, Graham Campbell. Graham, how you doing?
1: Good, Colin.
0: Thanks, thanks for, for asking. Me. How are you doing? Ah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, better than I was uh, this time Sunday evening, uh, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm the same. So, um, I wanted to talk about uh, the aftermath of the past regime, the went ahead to the new regime, but just quickly, Girovanni Van, Van Bronkhorst, new Rangers manager, 17th permanent manager. Before we get into it too, um, too much, too, before we get into the real detail, gut reaction, who? what Rangers managers, you will be like, Or who do you see him being like?"
1: Good question. I think, I mean, gut reaction that I'll be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't my top choice. I think we're in a very specific position just now. Obviously, we've been left in a good place. So I think it would be a very specific manager that would need to come in, depending on somebody maybe coming in the summer, for example. Um, however, I still think he's a good appointment. I think he'll. I, I do. I do have a feeling he's he's going to do well. Just obviously watching his early interviews, press conferences, the way he conducts himself. I think that's how you would expect. Um, someone of his kind of calibre to do so uh, and very much the the Dutch the Dutch way of thinking I think is probably the expectation so I think he's been questioned on this but there's, there's no doubt the, the Dutch in, in particular have a very specific way of thinking very specific way of working their tactics the way they look at the game so I would expect him to, to be along that kind of same mould as not saying he's going to be like an advocate, he's obviously a completely different character. But obviously in terms of comparing the Rangers managers, as the Dutch contingent goes, you're gonna imagine he's he's gonna have that kind of similar way about him, right? But it leaves me on my name, uh, uh, this week's snippet of Rangers
0: history. Cause I, I wish Man bone crossed every success as Ranger's caretaker manager. Obviously, we take great pride in having so few permanent managers. In fact, our, our club is a year old, 17 permanent managers. It's phenomenal. It's, um, but you don't see very many uh, clubs in world football, never mind European football again. Like Rangers' first ever caretaker manager, Rangers legend Willie Thornton. Well, be- between David White leaving and the 27th of November 1969. And William Waddle taking over in the eighth of December, nineteen sixty-nine. Willie Thornton stepped in, and he had two games in charge. And I tell you what, he won both games. He's to this to this day the only Rangers manager, caretaker or permanent, They have a one hundred percent record. And um, you well, know, that's my that's my little history snippet for this week. But I feel we are. A legendary statue of Willie Thornton. I've found a couple of articles about his, his Rangers career and um, managerial career afterwards, and the obviously he paid the Rangers afterwards. He was actually cup secretary and he acted as one of the cup guides right into the late 80s. Nice, there's nice. my, my history
1: of that. I fact. think. um yeah, kind of aware of some caretaker managers as in way before my lifetime. Um, he was one of them. I think more into my own lifetime. I'm very, very aware specifically in the last uh, decade and a bit longer. I'm thinking when Durant was caretaker against Unferman, for example, but um, we've obviously had a few caretakers step in, especially over the last decade and you're talking about Marty and McDowell and Stuart McCall as a kind of interim, so it's been rocky. It would be nice to have, obviously, Gio's our 17th permanent. It would be nice to see him here for a while, but that's not going to happen if he's successful. He's, you know, the English Premier League always seems to call, and that's what we need to accept, I think, going forward. And I think at this point in time, where we're at, I honestly think maybe three to four years would be doing well to keep a manager for however at the same time it will mean they're successful so it's double-edged swords, right? As man, and that's not just a position. I think
0: there's world football now as well. It's It's like a whole five-year cycle isn't it? It's hard to maintain success um, in terms of actually winning the trophies um, beyond a four-year period. Uh it's the most important, I'm afraid, but anyway, that's a topic for a whole, whole another pod If you're going well about the integrity, integrity, a so Sunday. How shite was that?
1: I think the, I'm going to be honest, probably the less said about it, the better. Um, just. I think we're all thinking the same. What what was that? When Martin Boyle scored a hat trick within what the first half hour or it was just no fight, there just just seemed nothing there. It it was just um it was just an awful experience standing there. Um that first half was just mind blowingly bad. I think
0: the, there's
1: nothing we could pull from other than the other than the, the goal we scored. That's that's about it. I mean, that kind of came game nowhere, well, let's face it. So Ah, it was terrible. Uh,
0: the after the first goal, um, I think Martin Boyle had was had a lot no chance. His body was he was going a bit dangerous. And my dad turned and said to me, "He was like, this is reminiscent of Ivan Sproul, um, in that three old game, like way back to I think it was, and yeah, um, it's." I've heard a lot of people saying oh, you shouldn't be surprised the way Rangers were in this season. To be honest, I was surprised. I don't if, like, as poor as we've been, we've been terrible in spells, through games, we've made poor decisions, we've, we've organised, but I was never expecting in a million years we'd see any sort of performance like that this season.
1: No, I, I completely disagree when people are saying, no. oh, we've went behind enough games, this is going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. I think that was a direct consequence of uh, Gerard leaving. Um, I think actually in hindsight as well, when I look at the team we put out, of course it's normal you want to put your best players out. However, in hindsight, I totally think that a more uh, fringe 11 would have done a better job. Uh, players who are trying to fight for their place, trying to impress a new manager. Putting out our strongest 11, um, I think actually looking at it, it's, it's almost as if they down-tooled. It was, just, it was just a horrible thing to watch. It just I don't care about the, the games up until that point or what anyone wants to say. We've not seen that level of performance this season. Regardless of how poor we may have been in other games, or regardless of how many other games we've went behind, we've not seen that level of performance.
0: Well, obviously, we've not got to talk about the, the game we like because I think that's just. Mm-hmm. But I think the big talking point for me is you know, why I'm, I'm not necessarily. Yeah, I, general to even as a part of playing it, but. I, Question I have is how did the players allow them to to lose so much? Allow themselves to lose so much heart, and that's concerning for me because there's, I know what you're saying. Um, by French players, I'm guessing you're maybe talking about Lisa Part or Bassi or Ale or somebody who can man in the starting But I think um, throughout the team, the core, the um, core of the team, and we'll, we'll talk about our big name players. Like Davis, have and um, how as a unit do they let like, themselves just be so hardened and so lacklustre and lack a fight?
1: Yeah, I think I think maybe if a few players are feeling like that, it's probably somewhat easy to bring the rest of the, the dressing room down. That's all I can think of. I think when the last time I was on when we spoke about um, some of the players that might have came because of Gerard and I don't know whether they've taken, taken a specific slight to him leaving. And I think my personal opinion at the time obviously doesn't mean anything now. My opinion of the time is Lampard might be a good fit because he's that kind of name that would have come in. He's got a good managerial experience and that might of. Um, been something for those players that maybe came for Gerard, for example. Now it's a complete shot in the dark; could be a load of crap. What I mean is when Gerard goes, is it natural for some of these players to immediately um, kind of lose that? Now, Goulton's obviously came out and he's made quite a lot of people angry um, with his comments after the game. What I will say is, yes, it's a feeling that... We do not believe any Rangers players should have. If you've lost any sort of hunger after one trophy, then, you, yeah, Rangers isn't the place for you, let's face it. However, at the same time, I think the the complete backlash in these directions, being a bit OTT, I, I do actually think, in essence, him coming out and saying that in an interview is completely out of the ordinary and his honesty should in a way be commended as well because if he hasn't came out and said that it doesn't highlight the clear issue that we have in the dressing room and it doesn't highlight that for our new manager coming in so he's came out and said that and i interview, you whether we're disgusted which a lot of us are rightfully so we shouldn't be losing hunger however the fact he's came out and said that it's actually probably a blessing because if that's what our dressing room's looking like then Gio immediately comes in and, and knows that's something we need to we need to uh, remedy um, immediately. I
0: think we're the I think we gross into honesty and like fair does it is different from what we would usually come to expect. Like uh, in modern football, it's usually you know, all these things happen. or we go again. We need to work out that, he was completely honest. Why I think he's got so much backlash is of player he was describing. They've lost the hunger. They're going through emotions. If I was to, before this interview, if I was to ask you to name a player um, who fits into that mould, Conor Golden's going to be one of them. So it's completely it's really different if he's almost Roy the Rovers, trying to throw the team back throughout the season. But that's been a criticism level to him before Sunday. So I think it's, for me, it was almost like um, he was trying to distance himself from that camp when he's fir- firmly in that camp.
1: See I don't I don't see it like that and I actually think that the backlash if if, if Conor Gold's standing there and giving that interview with 3 years left in his contract the backlash isn't as severe as what he's got we're talking about anger from fans who are frustrated that he's not signing a new deal potentially he wants out these are these are certain things that have attributed to the severity of the backlash I'm not defending the feelings that he's got or the players in the dressing room have because it's obviously pretty depressing if that's the way our dressing room feel after one trophy in the last eh, three years as a group. That is depressing. However, what I won't go against him for is actually having the, the honesty to say this in an interview and highlight that this is an issue. I think it was interesting and today's press conference McGregor was asked about it he was clearly pretty annoyed being asked about it he, he dodged the question which again I understand why you would do that he was saying it's a press press conference about tomorrow's game however it is a it's a big question it's a loaded gun question it's one that we deserve an answer because if you're telling me that our dressing room aren't hungry enough to get more trophies, then that is a huge issue, and that should be the number one thing that uh, Gio's got to address. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he is by some of the things he said.
0: And yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I think I get the idea that as a fan, that this um, these issues are now publicly out and we okay, and we want to know that. But I don't think we were a million miles away from knowing that from knowing that these players look less hungry, they was less motivation. I just feel like it's, whether we wanted to hear it or not, but for Golson in that position, I feel like he's just made life hard for himself and the players around him. So I don't really
1: understand why he said it. Uh, so whether it was right or not, I
0: think it was a, a bit of a known goal for him.
1: But then, for all we know, I mean, our manager's just left as well now. Reasons, who knows, I reckon it was family, however, if Gerard has left to do something in his career and he's lost, he has lost a bit of hunger, despite his interview back in May when we were lifting the, the title, if he has somehow lost hunger in that kind of space of six months, then of course that's going to feed down to the dressing room as well. So who knows that's where it may have started. And as I say, Goldson's just coming out and saying it, yeah. he's saying it in the press, he's that air in the dirty laundry I guess, however at the same time it is a good thing that we as fans are now aware of this because we should be aware of that sort of um, feeling in the dressing room and certainly a new manager should be as well so look hopefully it's addressed, it needs to be addressed and anyone who certainly feels like that after a few weeks under Geo then yeah let's, let's get them moved on because that's not the mentality that we want at Rangers of course it's not we're winners, we're a winning club that's what we do. That's what we're here for. So if you're losing hunger after one trophy, then get to the fuck. Amen to that.
0: Um, on, a, on a GM self, like, I'm, I'm, I'm loath to, to big up these press conferences far too much because it's very seldom an actual press conference for someone or oh, like a manager, they just woke up away saying the wrong things, you know, top level, he's media trained, all that kind of stuff. So what I would say has been an outstanding press conference I've never seen before. It's probably a lot of the stuff you would expect. But he did still impress yeah, um he's probably had a bit more of that you kind of steel, work, look, determination around him than well being calm and collected I wasn't quite expecting I always for him as a bit of a flair player even though he was in a defensive midfielder always you know this young I remember in Rangers this young player coming through and then I never really does that make sense I never really had that level headed um, attached to him
1: it makes sense what you're saying but watching these first couple of used slash press conferences I'm absolutely not surprised that that's what he's like. If you watch, and again, I'll I'll go back. I'm not trying to generalise Dutch people as a whole, by the way. But (laughs) when I'm when I'm when I'm looking at some of the famous, especially Dutch managers, specifically ones he's either played under uh, or worked under, when you look at guys like uh, Rijkaard, Ronald Koeman, Dick Advocat, these are all very much managers who are very cool, collected, calm. In their press conferences, I think that's how he's going to be. I don't think we're going to see the utmost of passion or anything in those or anything extravagant. Not that he won't feel that. I think he is going to be very emotional, that kind of guy. I'm just saying, I think when it comes to press conferences, it's very much just business as usual. He'll answer the questions that are there and he'll move on. We're not going to um, see or hear anything that, you know, that. Uh, out of the ordinary and I like that I do like that I really like that that it's just it is what it is it's almost you know what see, see when press conferences are almost just <sighs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to express what I'm, I'm meaning here just not boring just that professional They do it not making headlines do the job you're in and you're out the fans are here and what they want to hear about the game or the post-match pre-match whatever you're in and out I think Gio's just going to give us that? So you do his talking on the pitch, on his training ground,
0: and that's you know the point I was alluding to there. That is, I didn't quite expect that, but I'm absolutely delighted that I've seen it because it's you know going on at the point you made about Lampard was to replace. Gerard, you've got that big name factor. Uh, you you still do have this big name factor with Giovanni van der said so, uh, World football that's a more famous name, but if you look at a game I shows your medals and burn cross does very, very well, and he's not a nobody. But he backs that up with winning five uh five trophies with final, You know, and the most important one was uh title after the 18 years, so it's uh, very much um not not in an arrogant way he was very much coming across that you know I know what I'm capable of and I know the job I need to do and I'm confident I'm going to do it and the message to the players is you know, if you don't have that hunger then you've got to have a very tough manager and you've managed to take a balance of saying the right thing saying what needs to be said without blowing smoke up his own ass.
1: Yeah like he won five trophies at Farnard now the league yeah after 18 years that's Big achievement, obviously. He's then won two Cups and two Super Cups. Now, the Super Cups, I guess, kind of like the Community Shield in England, right? We don't really have a Super Cup. Not sure. Look, at, it. Look, he's got five trophies. I think that's great. He comes with a bit of pedigree. I think he still has a lot to prove as well. I guess my worry would be after that, kind of winning the league with Arnold, he didn't back that up another league until he left so what I mean is obviously one thing we need at Rangers is consistency, we need to win trophy after trophy so as long as he can deliver that of course we're all happy he's coming into a group of players where we are top of the league where we were in the semi-final of the um, League Cup we're in the latter rounds of the Scottish Cup and then really tomorrow Hopefully we'll see ourselves Seriously. into the last 16 playoff of the, the Europa League. So we're in a good place and, and that's where he's not coming into. It, it, it's got to be a hard thing coming into a group of players. Yes, we can absolutely improve, but what I mean is we're not we're not at the lowest of the low. We're not at the low ebb. so that's got to be different. Whereas when he comes into final they haven't won the league for 18 years. So I, I do think it's different. It's a different ball game. And it'll be interesting to see how we fare. How we, how we I tell you what, I like the look of Roy McHale. It's like he does not f- take any prisoners by on the way on the training <laughs> ground as well, well.
0: I've always wanted something like Roy McHale. I've always dreamed him being at Rangers, albeit this dream started like 22 years ago when he was playing <laughs> up front for Bayern Munich. I always thought he'd be brilliant at Rangers, but I've got my wish. Pretty odd years on. Um I really like that, the 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 comment again, uh, the text off of the circus. Um, and
1: the very is much like, to don't fuck about, let's get this done. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know if that was at Kent specifically or if it was somebody said it might have been Barker out a shot. Anyway, but yeah, absolutely. I think possibly looking training, stick to the basics. And actually, if you've watched today's open training session as well, we do very much seem to be focusing right now on the basics. I think what Gio's knows, and he's kind of alluded to in his press conference, is I've had two days in the training pitch. Look, I think the players know what direction I'm trying to go in. um, And we'll maybe see some changes in philosophy, maybe a bit on Thursday. But I think also a lot of that chat might be with... uh, within the, the four walls whereas out in the training pitch I think he wants to see the basics, he wants to see how our players play, fitness levels right now, that sort of thing, two days is nothing, so I'm kind of not surprised to see that, that basic training, if that is basic, I'm not a coach, I don't know, but it looks quite basic, but I can see probably why um, and it looks like he's got a good support staff, I saw we are linked with another guy from Antwerp um, Seb Jacobs uh, so I don't know if he's going to be one of the, the backrooms coming in that Ross Wilson is maybe talking about. And I, I still don't know if Van Gastel's going to be coming in. I think chat in January. So look, it looks like he's building his backroom staff pretty well. The training session's look good so far. And Gio looks fucking phenomenal in that training gear. Oh, he does. He does. Welcome home, son. Um,
0: the Another thing for the last last bit on his press conference is, and I think he kind of was into tomorrow as well as he he spoke about, you know, this is this is players players' chance to for a clean slate, whether that's um to show why you were in the team before or if you weren't in the team, show why you'd ever start. Um I think that's very healthy for 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 any football player if you want to be at a club, if you want to be performing at a club, if you're in the jersey then you you should always be, you know, going a hundred hundred and ten percent, playing your game to the top of your ability. That jersey, but if you're if you want to come in, you need to be that guy. So healthy competition is, but I mean, that's what you need in a winning squad. If we didn't have that before, then I think this all time under any manager, managers will have the players that trust more than others, and that's only natural. It's natural in any in, uh, human relationship. Any working industry, but this, way this is if if any player regardless if you're on a golden or early, this is your chance to get in the team.
1: Yeah, I think it's you always hear people saying when uh, ex players say when a new manager comes in, of course, some some players will be a bit disappointed because the manager going out is ones that favoured them, but then other players have a real kind of shot in arm because I like, right, this is, again, my chance to prove myself. And do you know what? It was interesting watching that open training today. See if you watch Scotty Arfield, his head is down. Like, his head is down and just doing what he's doing. Like, see if you watch it. Watch the video of the open training. He is clearly like, nah, this, this is a good chance for, for me. Look, I know he was coming back in a team and he had maybe a start under Gerard in the last couple of weeks, but he was. He was kind of cast out a wee bit over the last kind of month or so, I know. Um, so I, I feel like for him, that's a big thing. So there's no doubt there's going to be other players that are feeling the exact same as him, whereas there'll be others that, you know, Gerard liked. Sadly, I think we're definitely going to lose. People keep talking about Kamara and Kent. I will be astounded if it's Joe Aribo that's not away in January to Arsene Villa. I think he will be the person that Gerard's going to come in and buy. Rather than a and Kent, I think Joaribo, Joe for me, would be a devastating loss. I think he's been unbelievable this season. I think he's been the most consistent player over the course of the season. And that would be a massive loss. So, listen, there's also potential for comings and going in January, Of course there is. But, yeah, look, up until then, these next kind of five, six weeks, whatever, players have to be working their arse off to impress the new manager. And if they're not, get them to fuck. Going into tomorrow, then,
0: um, having said all of that, I don't see the wholesale changes where Patterson and Bassey both play. Go back, Stephen Kelly comes in, looking in the middle of the park, Arkansas Cara up front, and Robbie McCrory and moves. Um, there's, fan, there's a lot of fans, I'm exaggerating there obviously, but a lot of fans want wholesale won't, won't changes. There will be changes tomorrow, I think. Um, day and after a deal getting a lot of games, but not as wholesale as people would like. First of all, to have an Aaron Goulson, did they stay in the team for you?
1: Absolutely, yes. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Captain and vice-captain, stalwarts, no way. And, and especially our kind of, I guess, weakness in defence anyway in the Europa League scenario. If you drop Goldson anyway, I mean, what we playing Bassett centre back? Do you know what I mean? But so no, it's like Goldson to have will start. I think that I still think when it comes to Patterson, I still think we're doing the right thing with him and bring him in if and when he's nineteen, he's class. He will get more game time, but I think the clambering to just get him every game starting over a captain who still comes out with an unbelievable goal in history is just fucking nonsense seeing
0: that yeah. seeing see the Patterson Tavernier one see see that way when somebody you don't know makes a very good point and you go out your way to not acknowledge the point just because you don't like them and I feel like that way the folk who since the first game of the season have been saying Patterson over Tavernier because it's been nonsense um, that Patterson is your number one right back but after Sunday, I do think, you know what, I wouldn't be too upset if Tavernier dropped to the bench. And that's just for form reasons, I think. Um, I, I wouldn't drop Golson because we don't have the cover there, but with passing it might be a chow. I was kind, of, kind of annoyed myself because I then look as if I'm falling into this herd mentality who have been one Tavernier out since
1: day dot. Can I also just point out, by the looks of it and by the murmurings, we're very unlikely to keep a hold of Parson for a long time regardless, so this whole playing him anyway, I mean he's in the shot window because he he's Scotland's best right back at this moment in time, that doesn't mean he's Rangers, Tavernier is still our premier right back he's still a premier player, Tavernier is for me still the top two most important players in our squad I don't think we should just bring in Parson for the so, yeah, anyway, Golds and Tavernier, they start tomorrow. McGregor, uh, and I think McGregor this is... probably as well, despite some of his errors in the last few
0: weeks. Uh, yeah, but I think, to be completely fair, if, if mcgregor was to come in for McGregor, or Parson was to come in for Tavernier, or Bassett even in Provider's success, I think it's fair to separate okay being dropped by a game doesn't mean you're no longer acknowledged as a premier player the best players in a squad can have spells off of form last season there was plenty of players who had spells off of form but at every point where somebody was having a dip there was another eight or nine who were staying consistent this year we don't have that luxury so i don't think even if um and uh, for the record i don't think Arsenal plays tomorrow. I would maybe like to see him play. I don't see the, I don't see the manager doing that, but if he was, the, having it, I don't think that's an admission that Arsenal's the number one right-back.
1: Listen, Gio's coming in, he's our new manager. Tomorrow's his first game in charge. He needs to hit the ground running. You don't do that as a new manager coming into the, your new club and put in youth because fans are wanting youth to start or parts to come in or that is not gonna happen. I would be very surprised if there was lots of changes from Sunday's team. It's just Sunday's team they're gonna get a rock out their us. I don't think there'll be a lot of changes. I think Geo goes with the most experienced players. He needs to lean on them and he'll find out from them what they're worth and what they're worth is to him. I think he'll go with a relatively similar lineup. However He's obviously got his own philosophies. We might see uh, maybe a wee bit of a different uh, way of playing in terms of attack, press and those sort of tactical um, platitudes of the game. But I don't see these wholesale changes tomorrow, no way. Behind yeah, Jack, coming back in.
0: And, uh, I think uh, I, I, there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of moves and drones when he came on. on um on Sunday, and I think he was the right player at the wrong time. I think he was the kind of player we needed in that game, um, from the start. But I think the damage was really done in the heads. or far too down. Um, when we did come on, but I think with with teams that were always going to attack, us. Uh, we needed when we were backing on the break, we had to do it quickly and get get the right passes played. And Jack is brilliant well, you know, at bringing the ball from from deep in. Either playing the the right pass forward or carrying it forward. i see him coming in tomorrow. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Davis or Ramara he drops for. I do see him in the. He will definitely be in the midfield tomorrow with um, or with a Davis or some. Uh, I do see a bit of change in the midfield.
1: I I don't look. I love Ryan Jack. I just don't know if he gets. He comes in. I don't. No, I don't think so. I think um, midfield to front, when we've. You know, Davis, Lundstrom, Kamara, Rebo, I don't know, Haji, Um I don't know how we'll look tomorrow. Honestly, we've got look, We've as always, we've got a few options. It would just be interesting to see who Gio goes for tomorrow because uh, who he picks tomorrow is not going to be tactical. In my opinion, it's going to be more who he thinks are the maybe the best players immediately. The ones, as I say, he, he's got hit the ground running. So I think we'll see a strong lineup. I think it won't be too different from Sunday. But, listen, we'll see. I don't like making these predictions because um, Gerard made me look like a fanny quite a few times well. <laughs> so, um, we'll just see. We'll just see what happens, right? I totally agree with you. He has to hit the ground. I not
0: necessarily see that being the carbon copy of Sunday. I do see some changes. I to the earlier point, players are... The players... Um, Maybe haven't even been getting too much game time or been in and out. Um, or either, like, uh, Yanis Hadji, for example, um, he's he's impressed. A, he's impressed me a lot over the over the last few months when he's came on. But he's never really nailed in a starting uh, a starting place in the, in the lineup. I do see some changes, and I think you're right there. It won't be ba- it won't be too tactical. It will be based on what he sees, who he thinks is up for going and playing the big game.
1: Yeah, because if, if Gerard's in charge tomorrow, I think we'd probably maybe be able to guess more of a line I, I think I would have played tomorrow if Gerard was in charge, whereas we don't know what G was thinking. And I guess it probably sounds silly when we say, oh, it's not going to be tactical. I, I don't think, I think people take that maybe the wrong way. I just mean that I think he will go predominantly with who he thinks our strongest players are and, and how he can mould them into what philosophy he wants to play going forward. But then, obviously, you know, you don't know if, if well, is, is the Dutch philosophy goes and more, uh, more attacking and maybe a bit more pace, whether it's high press or whatever, you, you might see our fast players, you might see a start. Look, we don't know, and that's why I don't like guessing. Maybe I'll guess when the the second game he's in charge or something like that. But uh, I think I'll keep away for this prediction. But I, I do think Golden Tavely will start
0: defence is cheating with the amount of
1: time you're in that. can
0: <laughs> Commit yourself, find
1: a way. Look, Goldson and Davwell start there. You go. I'll, 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 you can you can nail me at that one. Aye, and the fact that McGregor was in the pitch well them doesn't he?
0: Um, that they start, but I I, I see McGregor starting tomorrow. Um, aye. Um, so on to the predictions. Then, so we couldn't predict line lineup between us. How you see in the morning going?
1: I don't know. I really don't know. It's uh, look, new manager, new era. You want everything, everything to go right. But I, d- I don't know how much as well. Like obviously, we're playing Prague and the history, the history already not just with Spa, but then Slavia, and then this is the first time we've had either all come to our home, fans in, I don't know, is there going to be a display? Obviously, we've then got something we should be really proud of, our manager, our captain, our vice captain, um, our all players of colour as well, and I think that's something we should be really proud of as a club. Uh, we are open to all, I don't care what anyone says, and, you know, that, I'm not saying that should be a catalyst, because it's a shame we have to even remotely discuss some of the behaviours fans of, of other clubs and things like that but um, I really hope brooks like is absolutely bouncing tomorrow for those reasons as well uh, as normal it's a game of football we need to win I think again Giltie's press conference you know he's very calm and collected. He was asked that, and he just said, "Like we're going to do what we can to win." I think that touches on again what we were talking about. You know, he's not he's not going to be one that's going to just make headlines or a press conference. It was a it was a kind of open yeah, an open gun question. That one, um, and he could have said a lot of things. And he just said, "Nah, do you know what? First and foremost, well, we're going to make sure we're going to win the game. So, look, it's. I think ibrooks will be rocking. I really do. I really hope it's going to be rocking. And see if we get an early goal. I honestly think, yeah, we could, we could have a really, really good night tomorrow. Two, three nil, maybe. Yeah, go through. I'll go uh,
0: solid two nil Rangers. That's us. We, we can play the B team against Leon.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's. Um, yeah, you see your Parsons and your. Yeah, make it already starting
0: then, right?
1: Yeah. So just before we wrap up, Jim, um, just wanna ask
0: you, like, now that we've moved on for Sunday, we're looking ahead tomorrow, just want I thought how how are we feeling in terms of the new appointment in the rest of the season? And the reason I ask this is I feel what the last couple of weeks, well, two weeks ago when Earl B. Kenny was in fucking tears and you and I were tie tat said, listen week semi final, chance to go into the last uh thirty two of the Europa League. Whoever inherits this team, um, whoever comes in to be the manager is inheriting a, a championship winning squad. This isn't popular to say after Sunday, I'm still feeling I'm still feeling positive. I find we've made the right appointment and this team is shit ever form. But it doesn't make them bad players, it doesn't make it a bad squad. But the squad needs galvanised, and I think this is this should be the right appointment to do it. And I don't see this as an uphill. Well, no, I don't want to favour that. It's not mission impossible to win the this year. It'll be a difficult for the first few weeks, but we're still in a position of strength. i mean, far too positive here, or is that an element of truth?
1: No, I think that's an element of truth. Everyone always talks about new manager bounce. If we get that new manager bounce, I actually think that bounce, so to speak, would carry us on through the season. I think that would take us into the position we need to be in in terms of how we're going to play. And and I think if we did, we'll, we'll win the league. I don't want to say comfortably because they're obviously in okay form just now. I think they have their weaknesses that are clear and they'll drop some really silly points along the way. So I think as long as we see consistency and get back to the, the way we can play with that new manager bounce, if that comes in, um, yeah, I think, I think your, um, your confidence isn't misplaced. And I think, to be fair, we've been saying like, on this podcast and on,
0: like, on Twitter when you see fans long um, it's been clear since the start of the season this team has needed some partner in life we always thought it was going to be a result a a game you know when you look back at season when there's a season-perling game but that's not what we were needing we were just needing something more radical like a new manager
1: Yeah and as I say tomorrow's huge anyway but we've got a new manager it's a massive game one that we need to win there's other off-field stuff going on with this game as well so I think that's all going to culminate into hopefully a really special night and it would be after the start we had in this group losing the first two games, if we could be qualified for that for that kind of last sixteen playoff, um after the fifth game, I'd be I'd be bloody good. I'm not feeling great about the last sixteen playoff against um third place Champions League teams. However, having that, if you have a look at the group stages and the teams that line me, if we got there, look, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but you know, uh, I like to do that sometimes too. Uh, yeah, look, fingers crossed tomorrow's going to be a good one. And then, uh, a we eleven living Sunday? That's that's a that's a massive game, isn't it? Let's face it. Horrible, horrible team to play. Especially. It's
0: the most
1: it's the most Graham
0: Campbell thing ever. In the week where fans are worrying about finishing the top half of the, the table, you're talking about who we're getting in <laughs> the fucking last minute to play off. Why are you going on this pod?
1: Telling you though, look, look if you're as optimistic as I am about a 2-0 victory tomorrow or whatever we're going to do tomorrow have a look at what lies in wait from the third place teams in the Champions League. Tell you what though, if you're a travelling fan of European games we're in for a treat as well, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah,
0: that's as good a place as any
1: wrap it up. So, Graham thanks very much for cheering me up
0: this week. It's always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, cheers for having me. We are the people.
0: We are, and thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, Usual, well, I us know your thoughts. Um, <laughs> you know, if I've been too optimistic, oh, we need to drop that down to earth, bring us back down to earth. But if you great cheers orange. Take care.